Toward sunset on May 7, 1915, an alert member of a lifeboat crew spotted an intermittent flash of light from a dark shape bobbing on the gentle swell of the Irish Sea. The crew rowed closer, carefully avoiding the drifting debris of RMS Lusitania, the British luxury liner sunk by a German U-boat a few hours earlier. As they finally drew near, they found that the flashes were not the desperate signals of a last despairing survivor. They came from a handsome diamond ring, sparkling in the evening light on the well-manicured hand of a female corpse. All that evening, a ghastly procession of rescue ships drew alongside the quay at Queenstown, some 12 miles north of the disaster, on the southern coast of Ireland. Under flaring gas torches, they landed the living and the dead. Most survivors were in shock, wrapped in blankets and staring silently ahead. Adult corpses were lifted ashore on stretchers to be stacked like cordwood among the paint kegs and coils of rope on the shadowy old wharves. Sailors gently carried dead children and babies in their arms to an improvised mortuary in an empty Cunard freight shed. As one American survivor hobbled ashore, he put his hand in the pocket of his soaking Norfolk jacket to retrieve his spectacles. He found them wrapped in a scrap of newsprint that had almost turned to pulp. He put them on and inspected the paper more closely. On it was printed the warning inserted by the German embassy in the American press the day that the Lusitania had pulled away from New York's Pier 54 into the Hudson River for the last time. Under the headline, Notice, it read, Travelers intending to embark on the Atlantic voyage are reminded that a state of war exists between Germany and her allies, and Great Britain and her allies, that the zone of war includes the waters adjacent to the British Isles, that, in accordance with formal notice given by the Imperial German government, vessels flying the flag of Great Britain, or any of her allies, are liable to destruction in those waters, and the travelers sailing in the war zone on ships of Great Britain or her allies do so at their own risk. Over the next few days, a collective howl of outrage arose from the American and British press. German pirates sink the Lusitania, proclaimed the Daily Sketch. The New York nation called the sinking a deed for which a Hun would blush, a Turk be ashamed, and a Barbary pirate apologize. The papers told their shocked readers that some 1,200 passengers and crew, including more than 100 Americans, were dead or missing, among them the millionaire Alfred Vanderbilt. The U.S. ambassador to London telegraphed Washington that the United States must declare war or forfeit European respect. America's entry into the conflict was expected to be only a matter of time. In Germany, the press hailed the sinking as a triumph of courage, seamanship, and superior technology. The Kolnische Volkszeitung declared it a success of our submarines, which must be placed beside the greatest achievement of this naval war. The commander-in-chief of the German High Seas Fleet sent an unprecedented message of congratulation to the U-boat commander Walter Schwieger and his crew. Crown Prince Wilhelm telegraphed his father, the Kaiser, to report the great joy the news had caused among the German troops in France. The day after the sinking, the local Irish coroner opened an inquest into the sinking in the town of Kinsale, near Queenstown. The main witness was the Lusitania's captain, William Turner, now clad in an ill-fitting borrowed suit, rather than the resplendent dark blue uniform in which he had been washed off the bridge of his ship. He described how the liner had been torpedoed without warning. She had immediately taken a heavy list to starboard, and he had been unable to stop his engines. 
These factors had made it difficult and dangerous to launch the lifeboats in the 18 terrible minutes before the ship sank. At the end of his evidence, Captain Turner bowed his head and burst into tears. The coroner and his jury took little time to reach their verdict. It was willful and wholesale murder by the officers of the submarine and the emperor and government of Germany under whose orders they acted. Everything seemed clear-cut, but within minutes of the verdict came a message from the British Admiralty, belatedly trying to stop the inquest and prevent the captain from giving evidence about his secret instructions. Germany had already begun to issue claims that the Lusitania had been carrying Canadian troops to Britain, that she had been armed, and that contraband ammunition, loaded in New York with the connivance of the American authorities, had exploded as a result of the torpedo strike, dramatically hastening her end, that Winston Churchill, the first lord of the Admiralty, had deliberately exposed the ship with a view to bringing America into the war. The Lusitania's unsuspecting passengers, the German government alleged, had been mere human shields for hypocritical and self-serving British and American interests.